Welcome to September. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 177 of Not The Footy Show. Warwick Nicholson in Melbourne and joined on the phone via the magic of Skype, Mr. Rob Yes, I'm here, and Warwick, it sounds like you're in a bathroom in Melbourne. What are you doing lurking around bathrooms in Melbourne? Well, uh, Todd Carney was just in here a moment ago. Yeah. Um, so, Todd, um, do you mind cleaning that up? Yeah. Jeez, what uh, what no, was he drinking? I'm uh, down for work. In my lunch hour, I am currently catching up with you. We didn't get a chance to do uh, episode 177 last night as planned. That's on me. I went out to dinner. Apologies, mm. everyone. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Melbourne, freezing cold and uh, not a hint of uh, storm memorability anywhere. You wouldn't know they were uh, raging hot favourites for the title, Danny. Mm. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? I bet you there's some AFL merchandise around though. Just a little bit. There's some big game happening on Friday night. Uh, everybody, we will talk about all the uh, week one finals games after the break or not the footy show in a relatively uh, abridged version of the show. Did the broker send you over? Uh, yes, most likely. Not the footy show. You know, Brad made the point about, you know, if they're allowed to come down and play their footy, well, you know, you know they can play any footy they like when they come down. That's that's their decision. But if he was having to go to us about, you know, defence and, and smothering or whatever, you know, he, he likes to call it, you know. Um, you know, I'll be, I'll be talking to the referee's boss this week about, you know, them guys, how they just lay all over opposition attack inside the 20 metres zone. You know, they just go to sleep there sometimes. So, again, you know, he, he wants to fire a few shots off at us. You know, we'll be firing a few shots back because, as I said, you know, he, their players lay on in the play the ball inside that 20 metres. Is you know, like I say, I, I'm not quite sure they get away with some of it. But, um, so, again, you know, he should be looking at his own backyard before he looks at us. Okay, let's dive into NRL Finals Week 1. We have four games on the schedule, uh, Rob Cox. Which of the games will you be heading to, sir? I'm doing all the Sydney games. Um, so uh, everything bar the Melbourne Parramatta game, I will be at. Okay, just to recap of what those games are, if you've been living under a uh, rock or in Melbourne, uh, Friday night in Sydney, we have the Roosters against the Broncos at the SFS. On Saturday afternoon in Melbourne, we have the Storm and the Eels at the family-friendly time of 4 o'clock. Great move. That's the one move of the whole weekend I think I can get behind. Uh, at 8 o'clock in Sydney, back at the SFS, it's Manly versus Penrith. And then on Sunday, it is the Sharks and the Cowboys again at the SFS. Big question here, Cocksmith, is did the NRL miss a trick by not double-headering 
two or three games at the SFS on Saturday night. Yeah, well, we, we covered this last time, or we, we mentioned that this could happen, um, you know, that, that there could very possibly be three, two to three Sydney games on that weekend, uh, this weekend coming. Um, we uh, we talked about it, and look, I, I, I think you might be right. I think that it would, would have been great for them to have a, a double header. I think um, considering that we've got... Um, you know the Sea Eagles and um, uh, the Roosters. Uh, it, it would have been it would have been great to have them play on the same day um, with a you know an hour long break in the middle of it. But uh, it's not going to happen, mate, because um, no one's listening to our podcast that's making decisions. Well, no. To be fair, I know the people that make these decisions, and they're good people. Um, what is the undercurrent in this whole discussion is that. Uh, they're afraid to take the, NRL, the AFL on. That's the long and the short of it, everybody. Uh, there is a game here in Melbourne on Friday night between Geelong and Richmond at the MCG that will sell out. Um, and instead of, I guess, taking, initially is probably the wrong word, but, but taking the AFL on head on and playing the Storm the Eels on the Friday night, uh, the NRL decided, no, we won't go up against that game. Who's to say we can get a crowd if they're all at um, Geelong and Richmond? Now, I don't entirely disagree with that mentality uh, but sometimes I just go when the payoff of playing Storm Eels at uh, on Friday night in Melbourne is that you can play a doubleheader at Sydney on Saturday to me that's worth the risk I think you can get 40,000 potentially or 35,000 to that doubleheader at the SFS and I think that's the opportunity to take but here's the kicker Mr. Cocksmith mm. uh, the Sydney Swans are playing at 4 o'clock at the SF- SCG aren't they? in their elimination final. Now, again, this is the bit that bugs me. We're scared of taking on the AFL. I mean, yeah, well, well and good. They booked in that game uh, a week ago. That's great. But we've played games where the Waratahs have played against the Swans at the same time. There's been a game of um, AFL against NRL occasionally in, in the past few years. I don't know, for a finals and a doubleheader, I just go, you know, stick it up the AFL in some respects. Have a crack at them. Just see what, see what happens. Hmm. Yeah, mate, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I, I think it's, it'd be uh, it'd be great if they had played that on that that first game. That that uh, you know the one that um, the, it's the one Melbourne game that I'm actually looking forward to of the whole year. Uh, maybe apart from the first time they played Cronulla this year when they lost to Cronulla, but yep. um, I'm I'm really looking forward to that game because we're really going to see this will be the this will be the test. For Parramatta, this is going to be the big test. I know that they've beaten a few top eight teams uh, across this year, but um, uh, other than Brisbane, not in recent times. So uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that game to get a measure of where the Eels are at. Yeah, I think they'll get embarrassed just quietly, but that's just me. Hmm. Just the final point on this whole doubleheader thing, and then we'll go on to our picks for week one. But my big concern when you look at the way that the weekend has happened Coxsmith, I'm going to throw the games at you. You tell me what you think the crowd's going to be, all right? Yeah. And I'll do the same. Roosters, Broncos, SFS, Friday night. Roosters, Broncos, SFS will be 15,000. I reckon they might get to 18. I don't think they crack 20. Storm mm. Eels uh, at Amy Park, Saturday afternoon. Um, 15,000. I reckon they'll hit uh, 19 to 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manly Panthers, Saturday night, SFS. 12,000. I'd love to say they can get to 15 or 16. I think they'll still announce that. But I'm with you. I think it'll be in the lower end of that 13, 14, 15. 
Mm. And then Sharks Cowboys SFS Sunday afternoon. Twelve to fifteen. Exactly. So I can't disagree with that one. My problem here is that look, I love the fact we're playing uh, three semi-finals at the uh, true home of rugby league, but all of scheduling. I would have played Manly Panthers on Sunday afternoon. This one, I don't understand playing uh, that game Saturday night. Particularly, again, if, you, if you're going to make all this effort not to take on the AFL, then why take on the AFL with everybody leaving the AFL to come in to watch the Seagulls and the Panthers? That's the that's the, you got the changeover aspect to that game. Yeah. Two Sydney teams Sunday afternoon. It just makes more sense for that. Sharks Cowboys. Look, the Sharks fans. I'll be very interested to see if they turn up at all. Remember, we go back to the first episode this year, the first game this year. We had the reigning premiers against Brisbane Thursday night and about 11,000 people turned up to Shark Park. So they all forgot about the uh, great experience they had at the SFS in their run to the, to the grand final last year. I just can't see them getting more than you know, 15, 16, 17,000 on the good end. Mm. And that's what worries me, Foxsmith. I just go, we're going to have some pretty average crowds at all three games and then the question's going to be, you know, it'll come up. Oh, we might as well play that game at Leichhardt or we played that game at Campbelltown or Brookie or whatever. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's my way of thinking about this, and I know we haven't got long to talk about the scheduling, but this is, and, and I don't know any of the machinations that's going on behind the scenes at the NRL as far as scheduling goes, but this is the way that I thought I think would have been better. I would have thought that, that um, the better thing to do would have been to have uh, the Sea Eagles and Panthers um, played on either Sunday or Saturday afternoon, but yeah. but at Manly. It would have been better to have the Sharks-Cowboys play at Shark Park on Saturday yeah. evening or Saturday late Saturday afternoon. Um, and it would have been better to have the Roosters and Broncos. Um, well, th- there's not much you can really change about that, but um, at the SFS because that's that'll be the one that'll... Look, the, the long and short of it is, Warwick, is they'll struggle to get over 100,000 people to four games for the first round of finals. Oh, I don't think they'll get any near, anywhere near it. Yeah, I and mean, that's... And that's, ground, that's, that's 80,000. And that's sad. To me, that's sad. But um, I, I hope... I really hope that... The, 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 the strange thing for me about this, um, this idea of having to take it to a central location um, for, for Sydney or for Brisbane is it, all it does is, is the only people that it, that it doesn't benefit are the Sydney people. Because if it's in Brisbane, it's at Brisbane's home ground. If it's in Melbourne, it's in Melbourne's home ground. If it's in Townsville, it's at Townsville's home ground. Uh, the Cowboys' home ground. You, you see where I'm coming from? See, yeah. the only people that disadvantages are the teams from Sydney and the fans from Sydney. So, And to that point, um, my question to you is, it's around the Manly game, it's the last point we'll have on this before we give you our tips, everyone, is that if you played Manly versus Penrith at ANZ, would you have got more fans than Manly versus Pen- Penrith at, at, at the SFS? Yes, I think that yeah. you'd, I think you'd get more Panthers fans there. Um, yeah. But it's a it's a Manly home game, and I believe that it should be. And you know that I do like the Panthers, but I believe that a Manly home game in the first week of the finals should be at Lotto Land or Brookvale Oval or whatever they're calling it these days. You'd get you'd fill the place. Uh, there'd be more atmosphere there, and. Um, that's all there is to it. You won't convince the Manly fans, not not all of them, uh, to, to come across the bridge. They'll sit in a pub and watch it. That's what they'll do. Yeah, 100%. Quickly, just in terms of, you were talking about machinations, 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 mm. I don't know what you want to say. It. Uh, the, the, the one factor that is in, in addition to uh, sort of the big ground semifinals in Sydney, 
is that the top four teams have to play in the first three amongst the th- first three games of any first week of the finals. So there was no way, no how Storm Eels, Roosters, Broncos could have been on that Sunday afternoon. Um, that is just the way it goes. So that also means that you couldn't play Manly Penrith on Friday night. Uh, tips, Cotsmith, first Friday night, Roosters, Broncos. Uh, Roosters, Broncos, it'll be the Roosters that will get up. I'm going the Roosters, but this will be the most hotly contested game. Yeah, a good game. Very good game. Uh, Storm Eels, Amy. Storm by 12 plus. Storm by 24. Uh, Manly Panthers at SFS. This one's intriguing for me because um, I don't think we're going to see the same Panthers side um, as far as performance goes. I think it's going to be closer. I still think the Seagulls are going to win it and they're going to win it by four. I agree. I think Manly win, but gee, I would have loved to see Penrith win that more. We will discuss that in a later segment. Yep. Uh, Sharks, Cowboys at the SFS again. Sharks by plenty. Yeah, look, the Cowboys are one of the gutsier teams I've seen run around in recent years, uh, but that don't win you nothing. So Cronulla to win that one by 10 points. So there are our tips for finals week one. We'll be back with uh, some more regular talk after the break and not the footage show. How long have you been doing this, Dr. Van Nostrand? Oh, long, long time. Yes, I've seen moles so big they have their own moles. <laughs> Freckles that cover too many. Not the footage show. show. Okay, we're back. It's episode 177. Rob Cox on the phone. Warwick Nicholson on the phone. You on the iPhone or the Android or however you're listening to this podcast. Matt Moylan probably listened to a few podcasts or two in the next few weeks because he won't be playing rugby league. Um, Cocksmith, he has been basically given a rest uh, for a unspecified amount of reasons. By the Panthers, he will not play in their semi-final campaign, even if it only lasts one week. Mm. What are your thoughts and what do you know? Well, look, I don't know a whole lot. Um, uh, actually, I, I know I know for a fact zero other than what I've heard. Um, mm. uh, as far as you know, what they're saying on NRL 360 and whatnot, and I think what I think that um, what a lot of the journalists are saying, the ones that are really connected, um, are pretty much on the money. Um, I think it's a case of obviously Anthony Griffin and Moylan not getting along. Apparently, it goes yeah. back to a game last year um, where Griffin tore strips off of Moylan. Uh, at halftime, I believe, of a game and called him out in front of the team and embarrassed him a bit. Um, and apparently his attitude at training and in and around the club has... Uh, Moylan's attitude in and around the club has changed since then. Uh, he doesn't feel valued um, and whatnot. And I get that. I understand it. Um, but uh, I don't think I don't think Gus is in, in, in any mood, especially after the Hain deal the other week I don't think Gus is in any mood to um, to sack a coach when a pl- just because a player may not be getting along with him there's arguments for and against on both sides but I, I don't think look I don't know Matt Moylan I've met him a couple of times but I wouldn't say that I knew him um, very well uh, he doesn't seem to me to be um, the type that that he's very very easy going very laid back yeah. no, um, and um, I'm not entirely sure the whole mental health issue is is entirely accurate. It's it's a very good way to get journalists and news crews to drop off a story. Uh, when you hear that someone's got mental health issues, you may, out of respect for that person and their family, just drop off and leave him alone. Uh, and the story disappears a little bit, which probably suits Penrith at the moment. 
um, and the Penrith um, uh, coaching staff for them not to be questioned in and around a final series time. Um, I would be very surprised if Moylan is there in 2018, um, even though he's got the full support of the club and blah, blah, blah. I yeah. think they don't want the cap, club captain leaving the week before a final. Um, it would very much upset the apple cart and probably a few players that are very close to Matt Moylan. I would, I dare say that Matt Moylan will be at a new club in 2018 and what we've seen for the last week has been a lot of smoke and mirrors. That's my opinion. I know, and I can't disagree with much of it. Uh, Penrith don't want him anymore from what you can tell. Uh, it's sad. He is an unbelievable talent. But one thing Gus Gould is all about is that the club is bigger than everybody else. And um, that means that uh, Moylan will be at a new club next year. The reason that it's pertinent to bring up is that, as you say, they're waiting till their season's over before they probably cut the cord. That could happen as soon as Monday, uh, which is another stunning part in this whole, uh, I guess, fall from grace from a, a captain. What really strikes me about the reasons given is that even if you take all that into consideration and you go down every road that you need to in terms of consideration as to what all that means, the story today is Ivan Cleary is keen on signing Matt Moylan. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> once again, regardless of, of, of what may or may not be going on, the fact is he can play football and a club wants him. And the moment that he is released by the Penrith Panthers, that will be the number one story ahead of any rugby league that is happening in that 24 to 48-hour period. You can pretty much mark that down as fact. Speaking of changes, uh, Cocksmith, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah, yeah. Let Michael Maguire go. Parted company with Madge. Um, maybe some people saying it's uh, good timing, and maybe it is. I don't know if... So the, the, the news footage I saw of Madge, it didn't look like it was good timing for him. But no. uh, it's never nice to be shown the door in any job you're in, whether it be a coaching job or whatever. Um, it's never nice to be phased out, so to speak. Uh, I would suggest, though, that Madge won't have to wait too long for a gig to come along. I think uh, he's got a lot to offer. I think his time was up at South. Yep. Um, you know, uh, sort of change is as good as a holiday, they say. And, and I think... Um, Probably wasn't ideal for him, but, uh, you know, it's it's time. And, and he's a class coach, a quality coach, a premiership winning coach. Uh, he'll have a new club, trust me, in the NRL. He'll have a new club. And he's a hard-working coach in regards to, A, how he performs and how he works his players. So yep. the chat is that the Titans will pick him up. Um, interestingly, um, I've got to give credit to this tweet from Fire Up and FBI. Uh, he tweets, uh, reports that Gordon Tallis has urged the Titans to sign the best coach. Huge if true. Uh, once again, just beautiful uh, taking of the temperature in the room from fire up on the FBI. Of course, everything Gordon says is just spun gold generally. <laughs> if you pick him up, I think the Titans get better instantly. Yeah, I think they're. Um, I'll never, I'll never blame a um, physio department in regards to injuries, but how you prepare in the off season seems to have some impact in regards to. Um, some injuries that go around for players on mass, they had just one of those horrible years. They can't afford another year like they had this year. Yeah. One thing that Maguire will do is he'll run those guys into their peak fitness beyond all measure. So good luck, Jared Hayne. Good luck, uh, Titans players, with your shortest of all off-seasons, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I think I think no, before you go any further, before you go any right. further, I think I think uh, if Madge does go there, I think come around about the second or third week of December, Jared will be wishing that Neil Henry was still there because uh, Madge, as far as fitness goes, mate, he doesn't. Um, he's from the Melbourne School. Uh, of of coaching. He's from the Bellamy School of Coaching uh, and uh, he won't hold back. They'll be fit. Don't worry about that. They'll be very fit. That's the the part about the last few years at South to me that was the most telling. I I never thought of South as an uber fit team in the last couple of years. I don't know. That's just an observation. I I just haven't seen any data. It's just uh, what I saw in front of my eyes. Anthony Seabold is now the coach of the Rabbitohs. Good luck to him. But but the... the thing is, was is the thing is, Madge will be Madge will have a point to prove as well, um, yeah. and and the the players, uh, for want of a better term, will suffer because of that. He he will flog them, he will absolutely flog them. Um, and from what I understand, it doesn't get very hot on the Gold Coast in November, December, and January, so <laughs> it should be fine. Some other things we have to get to: um, James Graham yep. officially at the Dragons. This this move. I'm a little bit perplexed. Again, the last thing I would have ever said was that the Dragons needed front rowers. Yeah. Or forwards. Uh, they're going to spend a lot of money on a guy who I rate incredibly high. He needed a change. Yeah. Most of all, he needs a break. Yeah. That he just needs six months off. He'll play the World Cup. Uh, you may not see the best of James Graham at the, the Dragons until the back end of next year. That's my main viewpoint on Graham to the Red V. Does it make you happy as a Dragons fan? Oh, uh, yeah, it does. I'll tell you why they've bought him. They've bought him because Pack has gone. Um, and that they played their best football this year and their best go-forward football with Packer uh, on the field. Um, Frizzell isn't a genuine front rower, um, and neither is Jack DeBellin. Um, they're both back rowers, and you've really only got Paul Vaughan up the front um, doing the business. You need you need two of them, uh, whether the, whether that's two at a time on the field or whether you phase them uh, on and off. Uh, but I think it's a good move, James Graham, and I, and I think if he if if the coach if Coach uh, McGregor can get forty or fifty good solid minutes out of James Graham every week, Saints will be better for it. Um, I actually think it's a good move. We've lost Packer, so yeah, I'm happy. I, I, I like James Graham. He's mate. He's he's a definition of gritty, um, and I think he'll be better for not being the captain as well. I think he actually will be better for not being the captain. Widdop captain. He doesn't need to worry about arguing with referees. He doesn't need to worry about pointing in the finger or not pointing the finger. All he needs to worry about is tucking the ball and going. And and I think you I think you will see the best of James Graham. Admittedly, maybe not for the first third or half of the season, but you will see uh, James Graham in a in a happy place. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Last point in terms of news: congratulations to Cameron Smith. He breaks the uh, NRL record for games played with three hundred and fifty six. He goes past Lockyer, if I'm correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lockyer held the record at three five five. Cam goes into uncharted territory. I hear talks of him possibly playing up to 400, um, and I don't think you'll see too many nipping at his heels at that number. No, pretty amazing effort. So, look, the the big thing with Cameron Smith is always going to be how many competitions has he won by the end of his career. Uh, We didn't really touch on the opening segment, but if this is not the classic case of one team's premiership to lose, I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. Melbourne Storm looked the best things in in a long time, because yeah. not because they're, I think they've been very, very good. I, I've liked their game, their style this year to me has been much more attacking than in recent seasons. Yeah. But no other team 
in my opinion, has played anywhere near well enough to get near him. And that's probably the biggest story um, in regards to that. The only team I like to beat him in a bat out battle on grand final day in terms of having the ability to win is the Roosters. Would you disagree with that? I do disagree. I don't think the Roosters can beat him. I, I think the Roosters are a very, very good side. And I think that they're arguably the second best side in the comp. But I don't know if they've got the game to beat Melbourne on, on any given day. I, I I think they could play five times for five weeks in a row and I don't think um, the Roosters beat them. I think the only team that can beat uh, Melbourne are the Sharks um, because they've done it in the past and they've done it recently and I, and I think um, they did it They did it when they were at full strength. Um, I But in saying that, mate, you're 100% correct. Melbourne can only lose this grand final. There, there would have to be something horribly go wrong for them to lose the premiership in 2017. Um, they are red-hot favourites. They don't really have a natural enemy. Um, there's no... Generally in competitions, there's... You think in terms of there's two or three clubs that can win it. Um, this year, it's Melbourne and Daylight second, second mate. I, 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 like I say, other than something catastrophic happening or some... Uh, I don't even think... a. a uh, one or two or three or four bad ref calls is going to change the the grand yeah. final. I I think they've 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 moved they've moved beyond that. They are now in their own stratosphere. That's how good they are. Agreed. Now let's see if they can actually deliver. We'll wrap up on the footy show episode 177 right next soon sometime. Good work, Corporal. Punch it up. Fast much too early. Prepare to fast forward. Preparing to fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forwarding, sir. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. Try here. Stop. What the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. How soon? Sir! What? We've identified their location. Where? It's the moon of Vega. Good work. Set a course and prepare for our arrival. When? 1900 hours, By sir. By high noon tomorrow, they will be our prisoners. Oh! Quiet. Um, gutted. Feels like someone's broken your house and stolen everything that was valuable to you, to be honest. Um, yeah, look, it's... You know, on, on, on the biggest day of the year for us, um, we had a team that couldn't score points, score 26. Do you have a sense that the team is a bit flat coming into it? No, not really. We, we lightened our week. You know, we only done what we needed to do. This time of the year, it's about backing off, not giving them more. And, you know, a lot of their tries were sort of back on the inside and a little kick here and there. But, you know, there should be bodies in the picture. To be able to absorb the momentum shifts when they do have a lot of possession and they do get offloads and they do, do throw it out the backside, so to speak. You know, you need to be really, you know, tough under pressure. And, you know, we just weren't. Okay, we're back. Well, we're finished. 
Cogsmith. It's been mm. a pleasure catching up with you shortly. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go back to work. You've got to do what? Uh, might go for a swim in the pool. Uh, oh. No, I won't, mate. It's freezing. <laughs> I know it's cold in Melbourne, but it can't be that no, sunny. No, it's freezing, mate, at the moment. I, I shan't be swimming in the pool, but I do need to uh, just do domestic duties. My son's got karate and Brazilian jiu-jitsu tonight, so uh, he's off to do that. I'll be taking him. Um, but we ha- there's one thing we haven't talked about, Wazza, and that's the what, what? dinner that you're buying me because <laughs> the Dragons, look where they finished on their for and against and their points. Now, I know the bet was for top eight, uh, yeah. and, and maybe I am pushing the friendship a little bit here, but I really? believe that you do owe me a dinner. I do believe that. I think that's the key. I mean, I'll try and go back and check the tape, but we mm. did talk about one team making the finals instead mm. of the other team. It wasn't so much who finished higher on the ladder, mm. just because our, both our teams are incompetent um, <laughs> uh, and useless and choke under pressure doesn't mean uh, that has to change our friendship. Mate. I'm oh, no. no. That won't change our friendship unless you shirk on the dinner. Then no, you're dead I'll definitely. To me. So, mate, you've got to you've got to pick a time date and um, the attire required. Pants are optional, uh, and we will uh, catch up hopefully before the grand final and get that dinner out of the way because sure. I don't want that bad boy sitting over me for the entire off season. Well, you know, uh, I'd remind you about it on a daily basis, don't you? Yeah, I know. Um, that's pretty much every SMS for the last seven days. Where's my dinner? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, Where's my car? Uh, basically, that's uh, episode 177. I've been Warren Nicholson. You can follow me at NRL Tweet and drop us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash NRL Podcast. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram uh, at Rob Cox with two Bs, R-O-B-B-C-O-X. Come and say good day on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, I don't do all that much because I'm not a tweet. Indeed. Uh, finally, uh, get over to iTunes. Give us a review. Uh, and yeah, we might actually read it on the next episode. Thanks very much for your company. We'll speak to you next time on another footy show. Sweet. Not the footy show. show? Algae. <laughs> Obviously, plankton. <laughs> I don't know what else I could tell you. Uh, oh, I, I just got back from a trip to the Galapagos Islands. I was living with the turtles. Pepsi.